Welcome back. Good to have you. The Bill Michaels Show. Carrying on today. Good stuff. So I put it out there. Uh, I put it out there. I, I wanted to uh, test the waters, if you will. Uh, but now that uh, now that the NFL is complete, what is the must-see TV this weekend? What is the must-see? Um, the Genesis Invitational, College Hoops, Daytona 500, or MLB Network coverage? What's the must-see TV this weekend? Want to know. Uh, so there you go. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670, if you want to get a hold of us. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just, uh, you know, once football gets here, it's like it, it, it's – I get excited because I know that March Madness is around the corner, the Combine's around the corner. We get all that kind of stuff coming up. Obviously, Genesis is going on. I, there's enough out there that I – while I miss football, because football is, one, it's the bread and butter – it is the most watched entity of all sports, let's be honest. Uh, it's the most interactive when it comes to, say, Twitter and Facebook and, and what we do here on the air. So all of that stuff, it, it's the most witnessed and then the most, I guess, if you want to call cared about, whatever you want to want to say there. But uh, once we get past it, um, I, I, it's not like there's this huge letdown. The only time I feel a letdown of any type was, was on Wednesday when we're not doing the huddle anymore. Beyond that, I'm good. And the XFL. How can I forget about the XFL? I was about I to say that, Bill. I, I would yeah. like to amend what I'm watching this weekend. On Sunday at 2 o'clock on ABC, the St. Louis Battlehawks are on the road against the San Antonio Brahmas. Now, uh, the starting quarterback of the Brahmas is someone that uh, we know well and used to play quarterback here in our backyard. It is one Jack Cohn. Oh, so my eyes will Trying. be finely tuned to the television for that. Okay. There you go. There you go. You can write in uh, because apparently Twitter doesn't allow you more than four guesses. Uh, and I did not put the – for whatever reason, I thought the XFL started up in a few more weeks. But that being said, if you want to write it in, you can write it in. You can do that as well. Uh, I have uh, people that are saying – same thing that uh, the XFL, but I've got some are saying none. Um, you know, it is what it is. All of that kind of stuff. I Genesis and college hoops are pretty much the same. So we'll see. We'll see what people have to say. Good stuff. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, do it. Um, this is from, uh, Mac, Mac says, uh, uh, without the NFL, I think I just kind of channel surf until the snow melts and I can finally get outside. <laughs> uh, oh, Susie says, how can you not put up bass fishing? <laughs> I never thought of the outdoors channel. The outdoors channel is kind of like, um, the, I don't know, uh, kind of, the outdoors channel is kind of like on. It's background, you know. It's 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 there. It's there's not much to it. I love it. I used to when I was a kid, man. My Saturdays before the actual games would get underway, I would get up in the morning. Now, if I didn't have a game of some type, because I played basketball, baseball, all that kind of stuff. But if, if I didn't have a game, 
I'd get up in the morning about 8 in the morning, run downstairs, I'd pour the bowl, bowl of cereal, I'd run into the living room to turn on the TV, and it was uh, Linder's fishing, uh, bass fishing. I watched it with my dad uh, this time of year uh, just because I just couldn't. I, I was just dreaming of when the ice would melt and we could get back up to the farm and start fishing in, in the lake we had. Um, because I would, every new bait, we would constantly go, there was a place called Swallens, which was an apartment store that carried everything. Like upstairs was clothing and, and work attire. And then downstairs was snow tires and trailer stuff and fishing stuff and sporting goods. So you go to Swallens and you'd look at all the new baits and lures and everything. And then I couldn't wait. And then I'd go home and I'd clean the tackle box and clean it over and over again. And, you know, all that kind of stuff. And, I, that's what we did. And then after the, you know, either the Bass Pro Shops or the, uh, or Al Linder or Midwest Fishing or whatever was done, then you'd uh, watch the uh, wrestling. Wrestling was on in the morning. So you had wrestling that was on, and that would lead you either into uh, college basketball, golf. My dad wasn't a big golfer. My dad didn't golf. So he didn't watch a lot of golf, but I watched golf. You'd watch that, and then about midday to 2 o'clock, then you'd figure out what you were going to do. You'd call your friends, you're out playing, you know, you're out running all over the neighborhood or something. Or people were coming over or whatever. But that was the day, man. So when you talk about must-see TV, that was – and Susie, thank you. But Bill Dance was the other one. You're right, Rick. Bill Dance outdoors. Um, and then he had all the bloopers at the end of him falling out of the boat and all that kind of stuff. Bill Dance was the other one I watched a lot of. That was it. Yep, that was it. That was the days. Um, I don't know how I got into that. How did I get off on that topic? Oh, it's because Susie mentioned uh, bass fishing. How do you not mention bass fishing? Completely agree. How? Could, um, yeah. How could we not ahead. mention bass fishing? Right. Right. See, I, I didn't even that know the outdoor me, channel existed. Back then, you had it. You you had the outdoor channel. You did. You did. You know, we we watched fishing shows. Uh, and if they weren't on the networks, they were on like your local television, you know, like what would be e either Fox or like Bally's here. But back then you didn't have you had cable, but you didn't have some of the outdoor channels and stuff that you have now. So cable was evolving. Like if I go back, God, I'm really dating myself at this point. But if I go back prior to cable, because cable didn't really kind of hit until I want to say like 80 1979 was when cable was starting to be put. Because I remember, like, the first person that I knew to have cable, his name was Scott Peters. His dad owned uh, Queen City Sausage. And they were one of the first people ever to have cable. And so we all ran to their house because then I remember the movie Alien was out. And we all went and watched the movie Alien, which freaked me out. Uh, but also that's when they <laughs> – if you remember the old Showtime – was it Showtime? It was Showtime or one of the other networks had, what was it, Jazzercise or something like that? It was basically these really hot women bent over on these circular things, spinning, kicking their legs in the air. And you're like, oh, my God. Pause. Bro. And, yeah, it was just goofy. You know, as a kid, you're, you know, eighth grade, freshman in high school, whatever. You're like, I can't believe this is even on, you know. Um, but now you can get anything. Point. But it, yeah, right. But it was just weirdness back then you had to get cable. And then finally my dad got it. And uh, we had it at the house. So everybody would come to our house. But then you had, that was when cable you had to, it wasn't even cable. It was a cable that went into the box. And then the box, because you didn't have the screw in things in the back of the televisions. Then the box would have a little wire that would come out of the box. And it would screw on to where your antenna was. 
where you would have your antenna. So you would put it under the two screws of your antenna, and that's how cable originally came into your televisions. It wasn't until after cable became more prevalent that actually televisions got the little screw-in thing on the back of the TVs. You're talking. This is the evolution, Ben. This is the evolution of, of cable in our business. Yeah, you've lost me. Yeah, I know. I know. Ben, you weren't even a thought back then. Gladly. So. <laughs> and listen, uh, anyway. I might be an idiot because I watch golf, and many look at that sport and wonder how you can watch it and how it's actually entertaining. I don't get how you can watch fishing. Like you're just watching dudes with the poles in the water and you just wait until something maybe comes out? Well, it's not necessarily that way. Um, I mean, they usually, they, you know, there's some discussion and then they catch something and, you know, whatever. I mean, there was it wasn't like there was, you know, 20 minutes of dudes just sitting in a boat talking. Really? <laughs> you know. Yeah. That's what it seems to be. No, there there wasn't. What did they analyze the form of the of the real toss? Um, no, and and the speed at which they they reel it back in. No, you you would either talk about uh, the the bait that they were using and how they would use it, or but it was usually you know every couple of minutes they were catching something, you know, and then it was I don't know what it was. It was you know the boats they were using or the motors that were on the boats or the trolling motor that was on the boat or you know whatever i mean you know depth finders and there was all kinds of stuff yeah it was interesting man and and you know what's funny is it's still the same format nothing's changed it's just now they're going to different lakes and fishing for different fish and now they different cheat. times of year now they put weights in the fish like, yeah. i don't know i, I don't right. know how exactly they yeah. watch it i would just assume they're all dirty cheaters yeah so I'm, I don't know. I don't know. It is what it is. Um, I guess I'm doing a good job at alienating our, our listeners, <laughs> you know, which is like. Well, no, I'm I mean, because naive. obviously that's been that's that's become something that has been um, somewhat lost. Yeah, somewhat is somewhat lost on, you know, people tend to forget about that. That actually happened. That was a big deal this past year, you know, so. Um, Chuck says, Ben, you have basically 10 hours of fishing, fishing edited down to 30 minutes. So oh, it's not it live. Oh yeah. No, it's not live. Oh, I thought no. it was just a live camera. No, on these no, boats no. It's, that are no. rolling around doing nothing. No, 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 no. Oh, no. so it's like they get the, uh, it's like the, the NFL films mic'd up segment where they just show the action. Correct. That's all they show is the action. You are okay. correct. By the way, there was the Pro Bowlers Tour, tour too. You used to watch bowling. Well, bowling's cool. Yeah, the king, of, the king of bowling. It was the king of bowling that was on. Babe Winkleman was another one. I don't know why we're walking down this memory lane at this point, but Babe Winkleman was another one. So, yeah. Yeah, bowling, the king of bowling. How did I forget that? That was on, too. And the Pro PBA, the Pro Bowlers Association, and the... Uh, the king of bowling and all that stuff. There was bowling on. Yeah, there was plenty of stuff on. And bowling, you know, the the big thing was, you know, how I oh really God. got to to no no I because the the a lot of the bowling, the the tournaments were shot in Wisconsin. You know, I mean, they, there's the bowling um, institution of Wisconsin. I mean, bowling was huge in Wisconsin. Now we had, 
Where I grew up, we had the Hoinky Classic, which was at Western Bowl. Western Bowl, I, I can't remember if it's like 70 lanes or 80 lanes. I can't remember how big it is. It's huge. It's, it's bigger than a football field of, of lanes. It's enormous. And they used to, they were one of the first million-dollar classics. And this was back in like the 70s and 80s. Uh, where it was for a million bucks. And they, I mean, I remember they would always have the king of bowling. The finals were always live from Cincinnati. And it was, you know, because we would always, you know, kind of pound our chest that that was our, that was our thing. It was, it was only maybe 10 minutes from my house. So you could, you know, on a good day, you could ride your bike down there and, you know, catch the TV show because they would basically block all but maybe four lanes, put stands up around it, and all these bowlers from around the world, a lot of bowlers from Wisconsin, a lot of bowlers from Michigan, Detroit, oh, my God, would come into town. And the only reason I know that growing up was because after uh, I got older, uh, I took over. I was DJing in a nightclub um, called Lucy's in the Sky, uh, which, which was in the top of the Holiday Inn. Now, the Holiday Inn was a big deal back then. And they had this high rise in downtown Cincinnati, and the nightclub was on the top floor. That's an overlooked. The, that's a remarkable sentence. City. What's that? I was DJing at a nightclub at the top of a, of a Holiday Inn, but the yeah, Holiday Inn it was, was a big deal. It was. It was a big it's deal a back then. It was, a, it, was, it was a high rise. It was, I don't know, maybe 15 or 20 floors up, and it was called Lucy's in the Sky, and it was a beautiful nightclub that overlooked the entire city. It was like premier back then. And during the bowling classic in town, my God, the hotel would fill up with people from out of town. And the majority of people were from Detroit. They br- would bring groups from Detroit because that week was all Detroit music, man. I mean, it, they partied and they danced and they, it, but it was a lot, a lot of Motor City music back then. I, and it was just, it was always a huge weekend. And then obviously, you know, I was older back then, but I, I've really gone off the beaten path here. <laughs> really gone off. Uh, 877-867-1670. Uh, this is from Patrick who says, uh, can't wait for the XFL. How many of the rules changes between the USFL and the XFL do you think the NFL actually adopts? I haven't looked at all the rule changes um, between the two, to be honest with you. Um, I got to just kind of watch the game to see what I like and what I don't like. Uh, but I know that there have been, you know, um, things that the NFL has taken away from both of those entities that we see in today's broadcast, um, you know, obviously instant replay with changing and overturning rules and having challenges and stuff, but also the overhead, the sky cam. Remember it was the Fox sky cam and now everybody's got one, but back then the XFL was the first to use it. Uh, if you remember and the XFL, that was the innovation. The XFL would give you a different look so you could actually watch the play from above and they used it a lot and that's kind of what happened with 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 Fox. I think Fox was the first to have it was the Skycam and then everybody else kind of filtered in behind it, but that was one of the innovations coming out of that too. Uh 877-867-1670 this uh walk down memory lane brought to you by our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Today, tomorrow and on Sunday, if you stop over to Pella, they are at the Nary Home Show, which is taking place at the Wisconsin uh, State Fair Park and the Expo Center. If you stop in and you can set up an appointment if you're interested in windows, doors, whatever, those entry systems and such, and you get set up. In a, the appointments, by the way, are free for your home. So you go in, you kind of talk about it, you look at all that stuff, and uh, you say, okay, this is kind of the direction I want to go. Come on over to the house, or maybe I'll set up a, an appointment with you at one of the showrooms, and you go over and set up the appointment. If you do that, 
uh, you are automatically entered into a drawing for 1500 bucks off your installation. And that's a chunk of change when you talk about the installation process. So check out our friends at Pella at the Nary Home Show this weekend at the Wisconsin State Fair Park. Nary Home Show going on. Stop over to the Pella display uh, today, tomorrow, and on Sunday. Tell them we said hi, but more importantly, go over and make your appointment, and you're then automatically registered for 1500 bucks off of your installation. You could be one of the winners that they're going to announce next week. Go to PellaWI.com for all the details. That is PellaWI.com for all the details. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Good to have you today. Bill Michael Show, continuing on. Um, got an email here uh, from Dan who said uh, one of the other things I'm going to be paying attention to this weekend is the NBA All-Star Weekend. Um, yeah, you know what? They're, the NBA fanatics are going to be care. doing that as well. Uh, uh, you know, the, the, the only All-Star game worth watching is baseballs, in my opinion, uh, that's still played pretty much true to form as far as to the to the actuality of the game. Uh, the NBA All-Star Game is not, it, you know, it just it just isn't the game. It's like uh, it's like the Pro Bowl, you know. the The Pro Bowl is or was uh, over the last I don't know decade and a half just a a dance of crap, and now it's worse than anything. Um, the NBA All-Star Game is somewhat of a joke. I I do like the hockey All-Star Game. The NHL All-Star Game, That's they don't allow the same hitting and such in it, but uh, I do like the, like the NHL All-Star Game. Uh, but baseball's All-Star Game is still about the purest it can be. So uh, I, I, do like, I do like baseball's All-Star, but the NHL All-Star Game, uh, some of the stuff that they do, you know, it, it is what it is, but, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, 877-867-1670, Uh If you want to find us, go ahead and give us a shout. Um, what else do we have here for you? Um, this is from Mark. Mark says, uh, I do like, oh, he talks about uh, baseball's uh, game cut pre uh, preseason coverage. Uh, I do like the MLB Network's preseason coverage, going from camp to camp to camp, giving you updates. I'm a baseball fanatic, though. Not many people are. What do you think of the new rules? I'm I'm really interested to see how all of this is going to shake out. And here's the thing with the rules of baseball: pitch clock or no pitch clock. And remember, they were were you know trying to you know do this kind of with umpires running it for a while. If you enforce it, great. But if you don't, it was like batters weren't supposed to step out of the box. They weren't supposed to, to, you know, be readjusting batting gloves every time they stepped out. They weren't, you know, all that kind of stuff. Uh, it did speed it up a little bit. But the, the biggest thing for the game of baseball, and, and I've been saying this and screaming this, and I don't know why nobody's going to listen. The biggest thing for baseball 
is not necessarily, and there are some pitchers, don't get me wrong, who are like human rain delays. They just take forever. But for the most part, it is the constant standing at the top of the dugout steps, looking down the tunnel, an umpire waiting to find out if you're going to challenge a call. It, 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 the, the, that is the stupidest way to handle it. If you really want to speed up the game, get rid of all the garbage challenges and just have somebody in the booth upstairs like college football does that just buzzes down and say, says, hey, we want to take a look at this real quick. Give us 10 seconds. And you feel the buzz as an umpire and it, it goes red or whatever. And then the umpire says timeout and they wait. And then if it's all good, you push the buzzer and you buzz the umpire. And the umpire says, okay, let's go. Points to the pitcher. And there's no replay. There's none of this running headsets out. There, none of that. You know, there's none of that. And, and that's what it, the, the, the stupidity of this replay thing has become the boat anchor of baseball. And, and instead, well, it's the shift, and it's t- pitchers taking too long and guys stepping out of the bat. This stuff's been going on forever. The only thing in the modern-day game that has changed has been the, the instant replay rules. You know, and you're changing the game to try to make it more exciting when, in essence, your own rules are dragging down the game. And I, I, I hate it. I just wish they just would do it that way and just get on with the damn game. Just get on with the game. And it, it, I don't know why it doesn't make sense. It just it just doesn't. Uh, Major League Baseball just can't get out of their own way. And I'll, I'll be honest. I, I think they got a horse's ass running it. I don't think he cares about the tradition of baseball. I don't think he cares about the history of baseball. I think that it's just it's money, it's greed, and they really don't give a damn. And I think which has been the complaint for now about the last five to seven years, um, and it's really grown as of late, is that fans are turning off baseball. Fans are turning off baseball. And the, the, the growth between the haves and the have-nots continues to get wider. It's more and more obvious. The game has gotten slower. They're doing all these things to make this game seemingly better, and they're screwing it up. Nobody sees it. And yet fans don't go. They're, they're mad. They're, they're like, this is dumb. Now, you know, look, you got hardcore fans. you got hardcore bre- fans everywhere. Hardcore fans in every, in every, every uh, city. Don't get me wrong. But it's the casual fan. It's the fan that could take it or leave it, that is more often than not leaving it that you have to be concerned about. You're not trying to win over the people that are already baseball fans. They're baseball fans. What you're trying to do, it's like you're trying to grab the gray area, the discretionary dollars when people could say, hey, this weekend I could go to a game or I could go to the zoo. or I could Because people during the pandemic learned to do other things. They learned to do other things. So they don't have to go to a ball game anymore. And... It's, you know, Rick says, I stopped watching years ago. Anthony says, baseball, it's a joke. Um, We were going through a lot of the tweets and such yesterday from a lot of people that say, I just don't care. Uh, And then the whole Bally's thing, when Bally's took over, they eliminated a good portion of the state for the ability to watch the games. And Major League Baseball's rules when it comes to streaming, you know, if it's the team in your area, you can't even watch them. You know, it's they've done everything they can possibly do 
to spite the fan and screw it up. And they don't, they're the only ones that don't get it. They're the only ones that don't get it. I love the game of baseball. Absolutely love it. Grew up on it. It was my passion. Still is. Love the game of baseball. It, it, it just, it, it, sometimes I just shake my head. Sometimes I just shake my head. So, uh, 877-867-1670. Uh, Dennis says, Jones signs next, which, you know, we already discussed. We talked about it for a long period of time. Uh, but uh, tremendous that Aaron Jones is locked up. He's going to be a Green Bay Packer for a while now. And uh, excited about that. Now you're kind of waiting for the next chip or two to fall. And the Packers have some work to do to get themselves ready for the new business year, which comes up in about three weeks. No, about four weeks, actually. About four weeks. What is it? Uh, isn't it like the 14th, I think, of March, Ben? If yes. I'm not mistaken, the 14th of March? Yeah. It's the 14th of March. So you're less than four weeks away. You're less than four weeks away now from the beginning of the new year. So you know uh, if you don't hear something by by the 28th, we'll say, with Aaron Rodgers at some point in time, which I still think he's going to go into the, the, the darkness and then come out and then probably middle to the end, maybe earlier this week, I don't know, you know, at some point in this week, at some point in time, he's going to have a discussion with the Packers. And then I keep circling the 28th, saying the 28th is probably going to be the day that Rodgers comes out. Now, if he decides to say, hey, sooner than that, then that's great. That's awesome because that gives you more time to react and start to set things up. But when you get into the new year, you're really, once you get into the week of, say, the 6th, uh, you're really, you're motoring, man, because deals are being made, trades are going down, free agents are going to be, you know, getting ready to be signed. So that uh, free agent non-tampering phase is going to open up. And then on the 14th, you're going to start to see the flurry of people start to uh, start to uh, find find uh, find new homes. So you want to find out what's going on. So I'm, I'm thinking over the next week, week and a half, we're going to hear something. We're going to hear something. 877-867-1670. If you want to chime in, you can feel free to go ahead and do so. Again, 877-867-1670. Uh, the ICHC.net, ICHC.net, the Irish Cultural and Heritage Center. Uh, they got a lot of good stuff going on. They've got events coming up, and I uh, want you to be a part of it. I want you to be a part of it. So, first of all, the Drowsy Lads are tonight. If you don't have tickets, they have just a couple remaining. The Drowsy Lads taking place tonight at the Irish Cultural and Heritage Center, Wisconsin Avenue, downtown Milwaukee. April 21st, David Howley is coming. He's going to be there. Uh, you've also got uh, a, a couple other big acts that are coming on April 23rd. Uh, Alastair Frazier and Natalie Haas coming to the ICHC. So a lot of good events happening. Uh, Lunasa also taking place March 5th, as a matter of fact. Coming up March 5th, Lunasa is going to be there. And J.P. Cormier and Dave Gunning is going to be the night before, March 4th. So a lot of good stuff. Go to ICHC.net. That's ICHC.net. Or follow them on Facebook, Irish Cultural and Heritage Center. They're in Milwaukee, but a lot of good music, a lot of great events, a great place for a wedding, a reception, uh, meetings, whatever it happens to be. Call my buddy Corey over there, 414 414-345-8800. 414-345-8800. 414-345-8800.
Welcome back. Good to have you. The Bill Michaels Show on this Friday. Glad you're here. Glad you're here. Enjoying the day. And um, after the uh, the snowmageddon that was yesterday, how much uh, how much did you get out in Madison, Ben? I don't know by the end of it, but the roads were pretty brutal driving back from Sun Prairie. Well, I went from here to Sun Prairie to do our show, driving right? back at night. I saw uh, on East Washington here in Madison, there's a big, uh, what do you call the thing that goes in the middle of a big street where you have a the bunch median? of lanes? A median, yes. Yeah. There was a, a, a car just fully on top of the median. There was some some chaos on the roads. Really? Wow. Oh, yeah. So, I I don't know, four or five inches, I think. Yeah. I think we got like six, maybe seven here. Uh, I know some areas got uh, more. But just, uh, you know, if you go out like into my driveway, there was probably six inches. But if you look at uh, like the table on the patio, which didn't have anything on it, when uh, I, w- I looked at that, it, it looked more significant. It looked about like seven inches, uh, maybe a little bit deeper even. But yeah, it wasn't terrible. It wasn't terrible. Um, by the way, Michael says anxiously waiting the results of the uh, Giannis MRI. Uh, from what we understand, uh, everything was OK. Just an FYI, we were talking about that earlier. So, um, uh, but the MRI, they, did they do the MRI last night? It just said that, you know, Budenholzer said everything looked okay. Coach right? Bud said the MRI was clean. So everything looked clean. So Michael, uh, we're happy to announce that, uh, no issues there. So good stuff. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to give us a call, do so. Man, I'm getting all kinds of people for, you know, old shows. Um, <laughs> which is great. I, you know, you can, you know, uh, our buddy Steve says, how can you forget about the American sportsman with Kurt Gowdy or the opening of wide, wide world of sports, the thrill of victory, the agony of defeat and the ski jumper wiping out at the end of the I don't care. Um, so yeah, it was all, it was all good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which is awesome. Which is awesome. Uh, I remember all that stuff. I, how about this week in baseball? I used to, that was the one that I looked forward to the most. This week in baseball aired on Saturday morning. This week in baseball, which was fantastic. It was a recap of the week in baseball. And Mel Allen did the, uh, did the you know, kind of what happened, so to speak. And it was just highlights of all the games, all the things going on throughout Major League Baseball. I lived for that. I lived for that. This week in baseball was it. Yeah, that was that was great. Um, Adam McAlvey wrote yesterday, and I didn't uh, get a chance to really address this too much. What we did on the Major League Baseball Network and MLB Network, uh, Craig Council was doing an interview, and he talked about you know the future, and didn't really want to get into that discussion. And uh, Craig uh, Council, I guess, spoke with uh, Adam McAlvey entering his final season of the three-year extension that he uh, inked back in January of 2020, already uh, the National League's longest-tenured manager at the time and the only Brewers skipper to manage the team in multiple postseasons. Now he's almost the winningest manager in Brewers, Brewers history, uh, having or now he is also the winningest manager in Brewers history. He passed Phil Garner last June, and on opening day in Chicago, Council's going to become only the only man to manage the Brewers for nine years. Um. Council said yesterday morning, I'm content with where we're at as brewers and catchers were, you know, pitchers and catchers were taking the field. Uh, We'll see what happens moving forward. I've had conversations 
with uh, Mark, meaning Mark Antanasio, about this. Uh, Mark and I have worked together for a long time. You know, I value that relationship a lot, and I'm good. Council has a, a deep roots right here in Milwaukee. We all know that, raised in the area, going all the way back to the days that he was, a, you know, a bad boy at County Stadium and all that kind of stuff. He, uh, Matt Arnold said it's definitely on our agenda. It's also a partnership, right? Uh, we've worked together for eight years. I respect his opportunity to let uh, this all play out uh, on his terms. We want to be respectful of where Craig is in his career, and we have a wonderful relationship with Craig. We hope he's uh, here a long time, but also respect the idea that his kids are at a certain age where he might want to spend some time with them. I respect that as well. Craig and Michelle uh, counsel their four children, including a pair of baseball-playing sons. Brady, a sophomore at Minnesota, and Jack graduates high school this spring, is committed to Michigan. And counsel's managerial duties mean that if he gets to watch his sons play, it's usually going to be via video. Said, I'm open to everything, and I want to continue to be open to everything, counsel said. That's the best way to do it. Um, so, I, what does it sound like to you, Ben? Does it sound like counsel really has the desire to remain the manager of the Brewers? Not necessarily. And I don't want to read too far into it. But right. I go back to what we said yesterday. You asked me if you feel bad. Looking like looking at the whole situation and his reaction, I, I do feel bad for what he has to put up with mm-hmm. and how the teams turn over and how at times his hands are just completely tied and can't right. really manage to his ability. You got to wonder if no, I get it. You want to see your kids play ball that I completely understand. But you got to wonder if it were a different situation where he was you know, you were getting players that were being brought to you that, you know, hey, every off season we're going to get better. Every off season we are going to, you know, we're going to go with this free agent or that free agent. We've got this amount of money to spend. We're going to get these guys anything. We're going to fill the holes and we're always going to be competitive. You got to wonder if that changes your outlook or if you take an off season like this and the season that they had last year. And now you're looking at, you know, hurt feelings between a guy that won a Cy Young and the team itself. If, if you're like, what am I doing? Um, I'm tra- I, because remember, when Craig Council took over, his statement was, I want to bring a championship to Milwaukee. I mean, that was his legitimate driving force desire. It wasn't like, yeah, I want to be the manager and see how long I can go. And that was never it. He really, I mean, if you know Craig and you had a chance to talk to him back then, I mean, he really, wa- remember that video that they posted? Well, this is my hometown. This is my team. This is, you know, I mean, it got you, it gave you goosebumps. I mean, he you he just wants to bring a championship to Milwaukee, and now you look at it and you go, "What am I doing? I'm treading water with a team that isn't going to spend money, that seems to be going on the cheap, and they're going to tell me to make something out of it. And who's going to be the lightning rod? The daily person that speaks to the media. That's me. I can't control that." You can only can control what you can control. And but fans don't care. Fans want to win. And all fans see right now is you're a cheap team. That's it. They don't care about the market. They don't care about the market size. They don't care about they just say, This stinks. This is not what we signed up for. We we were with you through the rebuild, and you said you were going to be competitive. And last year, when all the Juan Soto stuff was going on, Mark Antanasio came out in front of the cameras and said, Money is not an object. Money is not the deciding factor. Sure, we're in on the Juan Soto stuff. 
and then kind of threw it back into the lap of David Stearns. But every move that's been made since is all about the money. So what are fans supposed to believe? So council's probably sitting there going, the owner doesn't even want to come to FanFest or whatever the hell you call that thing. But he doesn't even want to come to that. I'm taking the bullets for this. Why would I want to do this? Yeah, they're paying me money, and I'm in the game, and I enjoy the game, and I enjoy the guys, and I enjoy the clubhouse, and I'm I'm so proud to be you know managing my hometown team. But you know, it's kind of like saying, "Hey, we're going to throw you into a swimming pool, and you've got 30 lanes, and you've got you know Michael Phelps over here, and and all these guys over here, and oh by the way, we're going to tie your hands behind your back. But go get them, go get them. Well, how in the hell can you do that? And he's probably like, well. Every day on the postgame show, I'm going to get torn up for all the moves that I make or all the things that can't be fixed. And all I can say is they, they don't want to get us anybody. So I, I, I understand it. I understand where he's at. 877-867-1670. Find us. Hit us up. We'd love to hear from you. Your thoughts on that as well. More of the Bill Michael Show next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. thinking about uh, do I want to upgrade do I want to downsize do I want to get a new home do I want to refinance do I want to invest in a property things are going to start to uh, kind of happen for you this year and if you're looking for somebody to work with uh, my guy Scott Ellis with Homeside Financial fantastic right here in the state of Wisconsin 414-791-7771 414-791-7771 and uh, when I uh, was going through my refi and, and doing everything with my home Scott was a guy that I worked with uh, personally. I mean, I used him for my mortgage and the refi. He did an outstanding job. He was always available, and whether it was text or emails or I just picked up the phone and called him, he was always right there to either get back in touch with me or picked up his phone and, and answered right away. But uh, you can, you know, whatever it is you need. And even if you want to get some home equity, uh, you can do that. But Scott was a great guy. Plus, I know what the interest rates being what they are right now, he, he, we were talking about this. He said, would you like to get a, a mortgage at a 4.5? Now, my mortgage, I, I refied way back a couple of years ago, so I'm down right around three. But he said for people that are you know, looking at a 65 to 7% mortgage right now, he said we could do the 2-1 buy down and start it at 4.5. I'm like, really? So it, it was, you know, it, it was uh, eye-opening, uh, some of the things that he can do. So if you're thinking about a home, if you're thinking about buying a new one, selling yours, refinancing, getting equity, get a hold of our buddy Scott, 414-791-7771, 414-791-7771, and uh, get a hold of him because he really can help you out. Again, 414-791-7771. That's, uh, that's our guy, Scott Ellis. Um the uh, Scott says, as far as great counsel goes, didn't they virtually beg him to take the job? And he was very reluctant to even take the job. Uh, wouldn't be shocked if he walks away sooner rather than later. Um, this was uh, from Paul, who says, I used to watch the Brewers on Fox Sports North. Always kept me interested. So I would travel to Milwaukee two to three times a year since they went to Bally's. And I can't watch it unless I actually pay for it. I'm less interested and have not been to a game in more than two years. Uh, which 
There's people that are all over the state on the fringes, if you will, but are still Brewers fans. There's people in La Crosse, people in Eau Claire, people in Tomahawk uh, that I talk to, people in Superior that I talk to, uh, all over. Uh, Viroqua, they'll say, I ah, can't get them unless you're paying for it or you're, you're doing a different stream or something. You, you can't get it. And so they, they, it just, it takes away from your fandomonium. I get it. I understand it. There's a lot. And now with Bally's, and by the way, the update with Bally's basically is that they, uh, forego, they, they did not make their payment of $140 million. So I don't know what this does to the Brewers. I can't tell you all of this. I, I, I don't have the business side of this, but basically the way I understand it, the way I was reading it is that they missed their payment and they're taking the 30 day grace period to try to renegotiate and restructure some of these deals and then get themselves in line if they do indeed decide to file bankruptcy to do so. Now, what that means to all the local teams, because there's, there's baseball teams, there's hockey teams uh, that are involved with this with Bally's. Uh, I think there's uh, basketball teams, NBA teams as well. Uh, all of that. What that means to them, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what it means to the Bucks. I don't know what it means to the Brewers, uh, the Blackhawks. I don't know what the Blackhawks are on, but uh, I know that every now and then I'll catch a Minnesota Wild game on uh, the Bally's uh, network here. So I, I don't know. I don't know what all that means. I, I don't know how much money they're losing, but I got to think that it has something to do with the ability to go out and spend additional money when you don't have your television revenue coming in, you know? 42 teams, Bill. 42 teams. All sports. My my indication was that they are going to file bankruptcy because they missed a payment a couple days ago. Yeah. And Rob Manfred said, Manfred said that he has a plan for all of the teams that are under the Bailey umbrella to broadcast the games. Now, right. does that plan include some archaic blackout rules like the MOB TV thing has? I don't know. But he has a plan. Yeah. Yeah. I I I honest I don't know what the business side of this is. Uh I know that it means a lot to the teams that are being f- affected by this. Um the uh Mark says I do listen to the radio. Uh I really liked radio and TV. It was easy to imagine, but uh, without TV I don't go to as many games. Um Michael says, we hate to hear about the Valley sports situation here in Atlanta. My family are all Brewers fans uh, living down here. Uh, they would watch the Brewers all the time on Valley sports. Um, this is from Casey, who says, uh, once they took the Brewers off of television here in lacrosse, I haven't been to a game since. Uh, I used to go to anywhere from five to ten games a year. Scott says, we'll not go watch the Brewers once they made it pay-per-view on Valley. Look, I, 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 don't, I don't know what to tell you. Um... So I, <laughs> I feel for you, man. I look if you're not going to get it, and they're asking you more and more and more. I, I, who am I to tell you yes or no? I appreciate the comments. So eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Pete Doherty of the Green Bay Press Gazette is going to join us coming up next. Stay tuned. We got a lot more to get to. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. The Bill Michael Show podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.